Hello and welcome to episode two of Hit the Light. I am Big Frog and I'm here with Mike Castleberry. Who are supposed to make up a nickname every uh, week and already okay. forgot our week <laughs> too. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mike Jizzy Castleberry. There you go. Yeah, Jizzy in the house. Let's take, uh, yeah. That's a good rock name. It's there like, you, you know, when I think of cool frontman for uh, replacement singers yeah. rock bands, I was like, yo, I want to yeah. make them think of semen. Right. I want that's, somebody like really Jizzy. Jizzy. <laughs> you just say, yeah, no, that's. Uh, Shitting on Jizzy Pearl. <laughs> the, uh, oh, right. Was he the? Is he still the he current would, lead singer? No, they got another guy in okay. Quiet Riot, and actually, uh, this guitar player that you know that I've met several times. He kind of knows who I am. His name is Joey Tafoya. Okay. He was a original Shredder guy, who was like making uh, albums on Shrapnel Records and all that in those days. Uh huh. And then he fell off the map. I don't really know what happened to him. You know, I never really found out. I could make some assumptions. <laughs> but uh, but he came back recently. He was in Jag Panzer for a while. He uh, joined Graham Bonnet's band. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing a few dates with Quiet Riot because their original guitar, their, I mean, not original, but the yeah. dude that they have now is doing some gigs with another band. So he so if they come, if Quiet Rack comes with Joey Tafoya, I'll probably go because okay. I love his guitar playing. Yeah, but anyways, this, we're, uh, this is gonna be a fool me, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Thing, well, I'm you not probably, expecting much. You probably I just want to see a hot guitar player by basically. the Quiet Riot experience. Oh yeah, I know it was terrible. The last time was terrible. <laughs> like uh, like a tribute band would have been way better. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it was it was bad. But this is not a Quiet Riot episode. This is our first themed episode, and the theme of the day is Metallica. Now, Metallica, to me, is basically, if you were to go to anybody who doesn't really know about heavy metal and you said, name me a heavy metal band, Metallica would be Metallica. right one of the top Bands yeah, they're, they're like the Hulk Hogan of heavy metal. Yeah. Like if you say, name a pro wrestler, they'll probably say Hulk Hogan or maybe Randy Savage. Right, right, so. yeah. And and it and it bears out because when we saw them right here down the street at, at Petco, yeah. I saw a lot of people that I would have never expected to see at a, at a metal show. Oh, yeah. No, really. So Parents are bringing their kids. Yeah. Uh, just the, the whole, the, their whole thing audience now it's really like a all-encompassing right um for better or for worse it's yeah kind of well like it's a, better for them well better for them but for it's sure. kind of like a kiss before the bottom fell out in the 70s where they just had that huge that's audience that's probably a good comparison yeah uh, that ex- is probably exactly what it's like except for uh they're probably not going to make like a disco album <laughs> yeah no. no i mean they try they have tried with some fucked up albums they've tried some people, things people stick around yeah um like yeah. the uh, that weird ass one with uh, oh god uh, what's his face 
uh, the, what's the name of the album? Lulu. With, oh yeah, with Lou Reed. With Lou Reed. Oh yeah, that's just an awful piece of weird shit. Weird Lou Reed mumbling over oh, yeah. some okay Metallica yeah. riffs. And and the thing about that is I don't like Lou Reed. I've never liked Lou Reed. Like I never really understood what people, whatever. I mean, but I know people love him. Yeah, you know, you know, like Velvet Underground never like grabbed you. No, nah, not really. It's like I mean, he was all right. You know, it wasn't terrible, but yeah. yeah, it's it's it was never my jam either. But yeah, like when you're. You got Lou Reed, uh, right. uh, uh, and right. James like, I am the table, yeah. and it's like, yeah. what the fuck am I listening to? But I guess maybe it's one of those situations where if you like the if you like the dude, you know, yeah. even if it didn't really match up with your shit, maybe you would go for it. Yeah. You know, like if I mean he's dead now, but you know if if I was if I was whoever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was in some hot band and then Prince came and said, hey, you, I like your shit. I want you to do an album with me. I'd be like, fuck, yeah, I'm doing an album with Prince. Yeah. You know, people might not get it, but fuck it, you know. <clears throat> you have to sit around and watch Prince play guitar better than you. Yes, that would be something. <laughs> that would be something. Anyway, so basically we want to talk about, you know, the whole history of Metallica and how it like fit with with our lives. And how it, you know, when when they became relevant or important to us, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I heard about them first. Yeah. <laughs> because you were, you would have been. I mean, how old were you in '82? Uh, '82, I'd have been two. <laughs> there you go. See, so yeah, so it's it's okay that you weren't there. Yeah. You know, but um, I became aware of Metallica, like. Right after, probably right after the first album came out, and I heard a real shitty copy of the album, like a really shitty tape of the oh, okay. actual vinyl record. So it and wasn't the uh, the No Life Till Leather demo that no, was going around. No, okay. no, this was uh, this was after like Mustaine was already not in the band, Kurt yeah. was already in the band, and uh, and I heard the tape. And the tape kind of sounded like shit, and I was I was real like audiophile type, yeah. you know. So I was just like, I kind of it didn't get my whole interest, but I did hear things that I liked on it, you know. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool, you know. And then uh, my friend Lenny, who will be a recurring guy that I talk about all the time on here, um, he was my best friend at the time. He uh, he was like, well, they're coming. You know, they're coming to uh, to San Diego State. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, <clears throat> cool, let's go, you know, whatever. But I, I was always, I always was and I've always been the kind of dude that I love making the plans. And when the day actually comes to do the fucking thing, I really don't feel like doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like that, too. I, yeah. There's been times where it's like it's a show that I'm booked on yeah, or a concert like, like that I'm going to. And then I'm like, uh, I got to fucking leave the house. Right. Right. <laughs> so bottom line, I really didn't want to go, but fuck it. So we went and it was me, Lenny. And a couple of dudes that I didn't know that were friends of his from Tierra Santa. Because he went to Sarah for a little while. Yeah. So he knew some dudes up there. So we go to the show. It's um, it's at San Diego State. And it's basically just like in a big conference room. Yeah. You know, there's uh, maybe 200 people there. Maybe, you know, something like that. And um, and we got there during, I guess, the, probably the second opener, second opening band. 
and they were just some dudes from around here, and it, it was cool. They were cool. They were uh, maybe kind of they were playing like Judas Priest covers and stuff like yeah. that, you know, and, <clears throat> which I love, you know. So that was cool, yeah. whatever. And then uh, Metallica came on, and I was fucked up. That was, you know, uh, as usual, you know, I was I was faded, you know, but doing good, hanging in there, doing, you know, feeling good. And um, and they came on, and I had already, like I said, I heard of them. I heard that tape. I didn't like the name. I thought no. that the name was corny, you know. <laughs> um, but when I saw them, I was like, yes, because we we weren't in a, we weren't really in a band yet. We were talking about making a band. Yeah. And one of the first things that we ever said when we were going to be like our band was no spandex. We're just going to dress how we dress. Yeah. And that's how they were dressed. They were dressed just like us. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, yeah, this fucking this rocks. This is sick. And one of the friends of, of uh, Lenny's friends was like, and they don't look professional. I was like, well, you got to have spandex to be professional or what the... F yeah, yeah, I don't know. They just look like... They look like the crowd. And I'm like, yeah, man, but that's what's cool about it. Yeah, that's you like know? the working man's right. band. It's, you know, you, know, you and, can connect with that. And then there was the gig, and, and they were good. They it, they didn't blow me away. Like, I didn't think they were going to be the next greatest band ever. Yeah. But they were good. I still thought they needed a singer. You know, yeah. and, and that, you know, that was my contention for a long time, but they were really good. They were the fastest band that I had probably ever seen. Yeah. That was, that wasn't just purely making noise like a punk yeah. band, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things that I liked about them. And as soon as, uh, as soon as they were, as soon as we were done with that show, I went out and got everything that was available from them. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that was my intro basically to Metallica. Yeah, well, it's fu it's kind of funny when you talk about like, oh yeah, like you know, at the time that you know, James can't sing, yeah, they need a singer because you're into Dio, yeah, and, Rob and, Halford, you know, and Halford, Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, could you imagine like Metallica, same presentation, same style of music, and then some high voice dude. Right, that's just fucking merciful fate, and right. that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. See now, now I now it's obvious that it it played out the way it should yeah. have, you know. But at the time, I was just like, this could be improved. Yeah, that, that's just what I thought. I mean, this could be improved. Oh, and it, but it wouldn't have been a King Diamond guy. I would have went with more of a more of a low, powerful guy, yeah. you know. But we're still with, you know, range yeah. and shit and well, tone. The, the irony of that has always been, it's funny, like, when you talk about, um, you know, you coming up. So at the time, you know, you had all your bands and then Metallica is very different from mm. all the shit you're into. Right. So it's these guys, uh, this guy can't fucking sing. Right. For me, it was, you know, when I was in high school, stuff like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, like, that wasn't cool anymore. Right, anymore. That was, it was out. That was dad rock. That yeah. That was like the out metal. That's right. like what, you know, your, you know, your older cousin or somebody. Right. To that would have been deep purple for me. Yeah. Like when, when, you know, when I, when I started liking metal and people were just like, well, here, here's deep purple. Yeah. And, you know, even Led Zeppelin really was kind of, 
Led Zeppelin was over by the time that I, you know, I mean, their last album was about to come out, I think, when I yeah. found it. So, yeah, so yeah, and I see what you mean by that. But it was like, what, for me, like, metal, when I was in high school, it was, you know, me and my friends were listening to a lot of, it was Metallica, Megadeth, Pantera, mm -hmm. Slayer, right. and shit. So it was nobody no, that can sing. No, yeah, not really. And uh, so then when, like, I finally, someone would be like, here, check out Iron Maiden. I'm like, what's with this fucking high-ass, yeah. fruity singing? Yeah, with, like, that's not metal. That's opera fucking, boy. That's some pussy shit. That's fucking <laughs> 80s, yeah. you know, spandex. That shit's gay. Right. And then, you know, the older I got, I'm like, oh, Maiden's pretty fucking sick. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and that's almost like the same dynamic that I, that uh, people would say to me, oh, yeah, you know, like, Robert Plant screams or Ian Gillen screeches and I was just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you say you've, you've told me before you're not, you've never been sold on Ian Gillen all the Nah, time. he was never my favorite guy, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, you know, he was all right. And it, it bears out now because, like, you know, I'm going to go see him when, with yeah. Priest, right? We got just some lawn tickets. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick up a couple of those yeah, myself. Yeah, why not, you know? And, uh, and, um, so I was watching a video of, uh, you know, how, I mean, I got all the videos. Yeah. So I was watching a, a recent video of um, Deep Purple. Ooh, how's that? And, oh, it's terrible. I mean, he's terrible. I wasn't, Ian Gillen's terrible. Yeah, I wasn't playing. I, I've been on the fence about that concert, and I've purposely right. avoided watching, like, a 2018 Deep oh, Purple yeah, video because no, I don't want to be like, Because no Halford doesn't have the same pipes anymore either, but oh, he still no. has enough. Yeah. And yeah, bust it out when he right. needs to. You know what makes me laugh about Halford is um, is his stage persona mm -hmm. because you know I mean we didn't know it like th that's another <laughs> that's another thing I mean because we didn't see a game. lot you know yeah <laughs> but he went from like from like if you see video of the US festival yeah he was like little gay prancy gay guy. And now he's like dungeon master gay guy, <laughs> you know, who just like, you know, uh, prowls around the stage, you yeah. know. And so, so it's a different thing. But anyways, let's get back on track with back Metallica. on track with Metallica. Okay, so for you, that's I mean, you got like the cool Metallica origin story where it's like I got to see Metallica in some tiny room with two hundred people. And yeah, Cliff Burton. Right. doing his thing. The thing is that I don't yeah. remember that much of it. Yeah, you know that. Um, I mean, it, like it, it would be so sick if it was like recorded and I could like relive it or yeah. something. But I don't. But, think. Uh, well, I mean that's yeah concert life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, but uh, but you yeah. don't remember the exact moments as much as the feelings. Right, but. right. And then we got like the first album that we that we really like properly looked forward to bought. Opened, unveiled, and all that was uh -huh. Ride the Lightning. Okay. Right? And I loved it. You know, I mean, I thought, like, fr right from the beginning, you know, I actually think it's electric. It sounds, it's clear guitar, yeah, you know, but. The, I, for fire yeah, fire with fire. Right. And then the building, and then the. Uh, I was just like, yeah, yeah, this shit fucking is I, sick. That's. Ride the Lightning is my personal favorite Metallica album. Yeah, I album. think it is mine too. And uh, I've gotten in arguments with this about Friends because it's it generally boils down to Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets for people. Pretty much. And 
for me, it's just Ride the Lightning has a bigger concentration of like songs that I just really, I don't know, just connected with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, but uh, it's funny when I first got that album, that was once I finally, you know, high, I'm in high school. I had sent on the first album about the first time I heard Metallica. I was like 10 years old. So I wasn't mm -hmm. like a metalhead yet. Right. I just knew it sounded cool. It wasn't until just some of my other friends I was hanging out with, I just kind of, for the first half of high school for me, I was in a, a lot of alt rock and hanging out with that crowd. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just started hanging out with a friend of mine, Aaron, who was, you know, I was really close friends with in middle school. And we kind of disconnected for a couple years there. And then we just started hanging out again. And he was super into metal and he's in a metal band. And then ever, you know, all of a sudden I was in with the metal crowd. Right. And of course I had like the long hair to match and everything else and had my black leather jacket. And um, so then I just really dove head first into it a bit more because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a lot of people are like, oh, that's the Black Album was that what everybody knew. And, you know, Load and Reload had come out when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting Reload when it was like new. Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, I guess this is cool. <laughs> right. But it was generally like <clears throat> the old shit was where it's at. Right. And I still distinctly remember um, going to like Target, and uh, my mom was like, like, okay, you can buy an album. She didn't have a CD player in her car. Mm -hmm. So I bought um, the cassette tape for Ride the Lightning. Right. That's what I had too. And so I'm like, hey, can I put this in the tape deck? You know, and she's like, sure, what the hell? Yeah. So I popped that in, and my brother's in the car, too, and he was just kind of, he listened to whatever I listened to at that point. Right. So he popped in Ride the Lightning. Yeah. And then, like you said, the, the clean guitar comes in, and it's almost like got a Ren Fair feel to yeah, it. Yeah, it does. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought I, like, I had the, they wrong, you the wrong shit or yeah. something. <laughs> and, you know, and then it's, dun, dun, I'm like, there yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's still it's like probably that overall I think that's like their one of their heaviest songs and they just like open with that right so you just go like oh shit yeah like, like it was a it was a it was a great way to open that record yeah yeah for sure <clears throat> so um, so for whatever reason they didn't come on they didn't they or 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 I just wasn't aware of it that they came on tour for that, for Ride the Lightning, I right? think they did a lot. I think around that time of their career, mm -hmm. they were doing, like, rock festivals yeah. and stuff, and they're in Europe a lot. Yeah. So yeah. they would be, like, off playing in Germany and right. such and such. Yeah, and they did those. blow up there first, I so, think, yeah. So I think, like, um, I don't know win because i know they did eventually end up doing like a monsters of rock out here right and, and like blew everyone else off the right. stage but yeah. i think that was kind of their deal as they were touring europe and doing festivals for right. the most part well by the next year um uh master of puppets came out yeah the um like the uh the cover was visible like you'd see it like you'd yeah. see um stickers of it or up at, up at tower records or they were pushing it you know yeah. it, it was a uh, it was heavily marketed and uh, of course we got it and they came and opened for ozzy that year 
okay. And it was uh, Ozzy, I think it was a Killer of Giants Tours. Jakey Lee was with the Ozzy still. That was the last tour that he would have Jake. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Metallica, and the Metallica stage set was basically just them among some crosses. Yeah. You know, and it was it wasn't like elaborate or anything. They were, oh, but it was cool. Yeah. You know, and we were just like, yeah, this this is you know the shit. <clears throat> and it was um, back in those days for whatever reason you didn't get a lot of uh, like killers that toured with killers. You'd have like a, your opening band would be like Twisted Sister. Or, you know, that yeah. some some you know that you didn't mind missing. You know? Well, you're trying not to like you don't want the the headliner to get upstage, right? You know, and so and so that was the thing, but uh, but Ozzy brought Metallica out on the road with the man, and uh, it was rough going. Like I mean, when Metallica was done, it was like the place was kind of fucking had to take a break. It was fucking you know? spent. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, and Ozzy came on, and Ozzy was really at the top of his popularity. You know, yeah. he, like uh, even though to us it was like, okay, Randy was Randy was already dead. The Park at the Moon was cool. Killer Giants was not as cool as Park at the Moon. It was kind of headed in the in the wrong direction. Yeah, but it was you know it was Ozzy, it was Jakey Lee back in his hometown. It was you know to me it was killer. Um, so it was a killer show. And Metallica uh, morphed that opening tour into their first headlining tour yeah. of smaller places. So uh, all that going great, then Cliff dies. Yeah. Right now, we're, we're what were were you? Was Cliff already dead when you became aware of yeah. Metallica? Oh, I mean, so Cliff, Cliff died in dead. 87, right. so I was seven years old. Right, so. yeah, 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 so you had no idea. Well, <clears throat> we heard about it, I heard about it late on the radio. And um, basically, let me tell you how much perception changes, right? To me, at that time, Obviously, I was a guitar player. I gravitated towards Kirk. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that Cliff was a sick bassist. Yeah. He also wore bell bottoms, which <laughs> I could not get on board with. You know, one time my mom had bought me some boot cut Levi's. They're almost <laughs> kind of like bell bottoms. Oh, and I got the shit clowned out of me for those <laughs> pants, right? So when this one came out with full ass bell bottoms on, I was like, oh wow, this is, yeah. Everything but that is cool. Everything yeah. but those fucking bells on his fucking feet are cool, or whatever. So <clears throat> it wasn't, at that time, the feeling wasn't that Cliff was, you know, uh, vital to the band, yeah. that that everything's gonna be fucked now that Cliff wasn't there no more or any, you know, I was glad it wasn't Kirk. You know, there were people that were glad that it wasn't James. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't I don't think even then anybody would have cared if it would have been Lars. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Lars. I, I know you're listening. If you know that <laughs> probably if, if <clears throat> you know um, Lars uh, gets brought up, it sets off his 
his uh, spider sense. We're going to get sued. Right, yeah, minutes, you, you never know. But, uh, but really, there was not that many people that were, like, crying about Cliff at mm-hmm. the time. Except, first, like, as we were to come out and find out later, people who knew him and people who knew the band yeah. were like, oh, they're, they're in trouble with Cliff, Cliff being gone, yeah. right? And obviously, and Justice for All was not as good as Master of Puppets. And from there on, to me, they started incrementally getting worse, yeah. right? So that's when it became to us, everything that's going wrong would not have happened if Cliff had not died. Yeah. You know, he was the one that fucking evidently... The way that we put it at the time wouldn't be so popular way to put it now was that Cliff must have been the one that shot down all the gay shit. Yeah. And now he's not there no more, so now they're doing all that shit, and that's the problem. The irony of it being, you know, um, when you find out later is that Cliff was the one that had the more diverse musical taste right he was the one being like listen to this skinner album right like that and james is like what the fuck are we listening to leonard skinner for yeah you know yeah see so you never know that was just like our perception you know yeah and it was pre-internet it's easy if somebody said it okay that sounds about right yeah if it sounded like we wanted it to be true that it was i mean it's easy to scapegoat it and say hey if you know if it weren't for and maybe that's true maybe it was one of those deals where you know once cliff was gone that i mean that permanently shifts the balance of power in the band yeah because it was you know going into that it was you know Musketeers and cliff yeah and then and kurt, kurt was and he was a hired gun like right. he was brought in to replace you know uh, Dave Mustaine right. and he was never even officially told he was in the band they just never kicked him out right but he fucking learned to just keep his head down, play some solos, and, right? You know, throw out some riffs here and there. But right. he wasn't the, you know, he was never like the man in the band, right? And once you, once you, the second you bring in a new guy, mm-hmm. like a new guy after that core is formed, yeah, it changes all the dynamics for so sure. Jason's in the band now, and he's he's got less than zero. Input basically, right. it's yeah, le- less than zero volume. Yeah, and then they mixed them out <laughs> yeah. practically from the album. Yeah, and uh, it's you know it's one of those deals where it's like you know Metallica at this point, um, like I made that Kiss comparison with their audience. Well, like that's the same with the the personnel at this point. Like James and Lars are Gene and Paul. Right. Of the band. For sure. And the thing is, is just like Gene and Paul, where a lot of people think Gene is the leader of the band. Right. It's really Paul. Right. Whereas with, you know, James, you'd think James is the front man. He's, yeah. this is fucking Lars's band. Right. Like he formed the, you know, he, he formed it. Yeah. He was the one that had a record contract before right. he even had a band. Yeah. He's been calling the shots. Yeah, drums and money. Yeah, and that's the the only the easiest way to tell is like, hey, how do you know who calls the shots in the band? Listen to the fucking drum drum sound. Mm -hmm. If Lars wasn't the one calling the shots, Saint Anger would sound very fucking different. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. But uh, man, okay. So um, another thing 
another thing that uh, that very much took me by surprise because, like, I remember we would get like those uh, for for every album that came out, there would be like an accompanying videotape that would uh-huh. come out, like for the four the five ninety eight. Uh, garage days yeah. there was a video there was a video for each uh, with the videos from those songs yeah. right or some live shit or whatever yeah. so on one of those <clears throat> it was like it it started with them going into like a liquor store and kind of like doing a beer run yeah right and and they had a alcoholica t-shirt on and you know, and they were they were very alcohol friendly, as was I. Yeah. You know, so it was a, like I like, <clears throat> I felt like if I was a couple of years older, I could have been in that band. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, or they'd be my friends. You yeah. know, uh, so that was the Metallica that I got to know. That was what I came to expect from them, and just like anyone else, I mean, you know, they're also growing up. As you're growing up, and it, you might be growing up in a different way than they are, whatever, whatever, whatever. I knew that there were some issues. You know, Jason was getting ready to leave, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then they they uh, came out with that some kind of monster Ooh, thing. Shit. Did yeah. you see that? I did watch it. Uh, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say this. Um, as much as I dislike St. Anger, and I'll, we'll touch on that album a little bit more mm. in a minute here, um, watching that movie gave me almost a new appreciation for the album. I still don't like it very much, right. but the fact that they completed an album at all mm-hmm. with all the shit that was going on in that band, yeah, like then you listen to it, it's like, that sounds like a fucking band that's about to break up. Right. You know? Right. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a trip. And and to me, it was like, you know, <clears throat> like, I never expected to see James, like, as a whiny guy. He seemed yeah. like he was really whiny. I mean, obviously, he was going through some shit. Yeah. I've been through similar shit, too. You know, um, trying to quit anything is always fucking hard. Yeah. You know? Um... But like when he was when he was telling them that you know he wanted them to like to only be jamming when he was there and then when he had to go they had to stop yeah because like he that. didn't want no you know whatever I was like oh man this is I, I to me I, would, I like you said it seemed like a band that was breaking up and to me it seemed like a band that should break up you yeah. know and I was like okay well whatever you know maybe. Maybe the the side projects will be better than what's what's you know. happening right now. Yeah. Luckily, that never happened, and it's good that it didn't. You yeah. know, I think, uh, I think, like to me, having a um, having a worldwide force like Metallica that's still metal, you know, yeah, is is good because otherwise it'd be so easy for it, oh the genre is dead. Oh, you know, there's no, you know, whatever, whatever. There's just a few bands that are basically keeping it, you know, yeah, alive to a afloat. certain, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm glad and and I'm all with it. Did you ever lose interest in Metallica? Like, ah, I'm not fucking with you. Uh, you know, Saint Anger was fucking close. Yeah, uh, <laughs> was that one? That yeah. was, you know, I got, you know, my 
my ex-girlfriend um, bought me that CD for my birthday, which on paper, that sounds like a great fucking gift. Mm-hmm. You know, my my boyfriend, who I really who I really like, mm-hmm. really, really, really loves Metallica. Right. I will get him a Metallica album. Right. And I was stoked. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Because yeah. I heard like maybe one track on the on the radio at the time, which is uh, My World, which wasn't even like one of the more popular ones. But I heard it on the radio. Right. It didn't sound that bad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it kind of sounded more like that. Of all the ones on the album, that one actually sounded the most like like load reload. I was like, oh, so it's kind of, we're having more of the same going on. Okay. Right. And I listened to it and I'm like, what the fuck? Like the guitar sound is fucking mm-hmm. janky. The mm-hmm. drum sounds sound like he's just pounding on a tin can. Yeah. There's no solos. So why is Kirk even here? Right. You know, it's just. And it was too much. It was trying to be like new metal. Yeah. Which, when you watch some kind of monster, they start talking about that at one point, where they start going like, "Oh, let's that's solos and shit aren't really the in thing." And that was like the first time I really think, I think they they'll probably deny it. I think Metallica was trying to chase the trend a little bit instead right. of being like I don't like say what you want about like you know the black album load reload and the change of style i don't right. feel like they're chasing a particular trend i think they were you know i i take lars's word for it what he says you know after and justice for all when you got you know after you've done 10 minute songs with eight tempo shifts right where do What's you go? The, where do you go from there? Right. And it's like, you know what? Let's strip it back down because, you know, a lot of our more popular songs are shit like Seek and Destroy that it's a pretty stripped down, simple riff that people right. can, you know, really dig into. And yeah. Like you get these, you know, prog metal right. songs that are just keep going and going and going and they're long for the sake of being long and complicated for just because they're just trying to prove that they were good musicians. Right. And so, you know, you you got to do something differently. Everybody has to reinvent themselves at one point. But I felt like Sad Anger was them listening to System of a Down and be like, we should do something like that. Right. And it suffered for it and just didn't have that same feel to it that, like, I just, like, I listened to it. I'm like, ah, oh, this is shit. Right. You know? And I was kind of mad that, you know, that my you know my girlfriend ended up getting me a crappy album right but you know she's not my girlfriend anymore anyway so <laughs> fuck you crystal right, right. <laughs> your your gift was trash it was trash yeah. but uh that happened and then um then they did you know well lulu wasn't even until way after that so right. th- they just didn't have an album for a while for a fucking minute and i was just like I still liked them. They're still probably if I like with someone to say, "Hey, what's your favorite band?" I I would have said Metallica. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was just listening to the old Metallica albums, you know, right. and doing my thing. And then um, finally, you know, then Death Magnetic finally came out after I think it was about six or years or so. Yeah. And I, you know, I got it the day of. You know, I went. It's funny because I worked at Target, but I was off that day. Right. So I actually went to where I worked to buy the, oh, wow. and I didn't have a disc man on me at the time. So I went and bought a disc man. I bought Death Magnetic, and I, you know, went home. Yeah. And I was just listening on my headphones, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Right. This sounds like their old shit for right. the most part. Like, 
it's still it's not quite. I mean, you're never going to get that same feel because you're yeah. they're they're not going to be twenty years old and alcoholics yeah. ever yeah. again. Like no. that's just. But it was a thrash album again, right? And I was like, oh shit! And then everybody was shitting on it for the sound mixing, and, right? And it's funny because at the time I didn't quite notice it because I wasn't much of an audiophile. Mm-hmm. But after you know, I try to listen to it now. I'm like, this does fucking wear ears out after yeah. time. Yeah. So it was like then, you know, that But it was a cool return to form. Yeah. You know? It was a cool album. So and I saw him on that tour uh at SDSU mm-hmm. and I I got front row seats. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, well it was standing room only floor seats, but we right. got there uh when you know, I'm bummed that I missed the sword because it was the sword, Lamb of God, and Metallica, and I wanted to see the sword live. Mm-hmm. And my buddy was just dragging his ass, and we could kind of hear him outside as we're picking up our tickets and getting in. And so, all th- you know, I sat through Lamb of God, which I didn't have any particular interest right, in. Right. But then, when it was like intermission, now Lamb of God is, you know, they're off. Yeah. Now we got to set up for Metallica. So that's everybody's piss break. Right. I've been standing up for yeah. two for two bands now. Right. So me and my buddy Alex and uh, my friend Luis all whoa, just pushed our way and got right up yeah. to the to the railing basically. Right. And we're like, we're fucking camped out here. Yeah. This is where that we wounded. are. Yeah. And you know, it was funny because like was is when Metallica finally was getting ready to go on, uh, the thing that cracked me up was uh, they had one of the guitar techs was doing a little bit of a sound check. Mm-hmm. So just the sound of a guitar, of a guitar being tuned and sound checked, people mm-hmm. started popping for it. Like, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's they're not fucking coming on to right. tune in their guitars, guys. Yeah. And it was like I had that was like Metallica had been my favorite band, but I never got to see them live. Okay, because they'd only been to San Diego a couple of times. Right during the time that like the ages that I was into them, and my you know when I was in high school, yeah. and my mom would let me go to a concert. Right. And I found out like the one time they came during that, a buddy of mine had a free t- uh, had a spare ticket and then forgot to tell me. Oh jeez. So he's like, "No, it's pretty cool being able to put my, put my feet up, though." I was like, "Fuck you, Billy." Uh, and uh, so I'm like, "I'm seeing Metallica finally. I'm you know I'm 28 years old, but I'm right. finally seeing them live." Right. And then you know once those lights cut and they start you know the ecstasy of gold mm-hmm. and for their intro, it just a, an arena losing it like that. It was just like, fuck yeah. It was like the most fun I'd had at a show at that point. Yeah, that's cool. And the band's right the fuck there. Like, I could have spit on James Hetfield if I wanted to. Right, Yeah. And it's like, so that was like intense for me. Right. And it's still funny that my floor seats for that tour um, cost less than my nosebleed seat. Right. At... (laughs) Yeah, man, that's the way it goes. It was not cheap. Like, and the thing is, is we both ended up going to this this show on their last tour Mm -hmm. in down here, and everybody I knew at first, because I, you know, I I carpooled up to Black Sabbath with some friends up in L.A. and met up with you there before the show. So I was like, hey, we all got to go see Metallica? And then yeah. everybody was like, ah, shit, those tickets are pricey, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm out. So then I was like, oh, I guess I'm out too. Right. I was like, I really like this new album, but I don't think I need to pay this much to yeah. see songs from that album. And then all of a sudden I keep seeing people that were like, ah, I think I'm going to skip it being like, 
got my Metallica tickets, got yeah. my Metallica tickets, yeah. got my Metallica tickets. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Right. So, yeah, for me, it was, um, I didn't really care, but Lonnie had never seen them. My brother-in-law, Roy, had never seen them. And they were just like, oh, yeah, we got to go. And I was yeah. just like, ah, fuck it, okay. Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. See, that's the cool, the cool thing is like, you know, have you ever heard like uh, comics say, I don't watch other comics because I don't want to fucking get, you know, influenced yeah. or, you know, shit like that. There's, there's dudes that believe that, yeah. right? Well, <clears throat> it wasn't like that, okay? But when once I was in a band, I didn't really feel like I had time to, like, get everybody's record, listen to yeah. it, you know, whatever, whatever. I would still go to concerts and, and stuff like that or pick up an odd record here and there, yeah. you know? But... Um, so I missed some of the crap that, that you know, that or varying degrees of the crap. So to yeah. me, Metallica was always still sick, right? Yeah. And the cool thing was that when you would see them in concert, they were still sick. Yeah. They were always still sick. So that was cool. Um, as far as when you, you're talking about, you know, whether or not they were going, going for a certain sound or trying to, to me, I, I was like, to me it was fishy. When uh, when they all cut their hair at the same time, yeah, you know, because that's not like the way it happens in life. Like, usually, yeah. it's like one guy who's like, "Fuck it," and they're like, "Dude, what did you do?" And he's like, <laughs> "Fuck it, I cut my hair," or whatever. And then one guy's like, "You know what? I'm gonna cut my hair too." Fuck yeah. it, you know, whatever. But then you'll have like the other two dudes who still have long hair. So when they all kind of went like that, I was like, "Okay, they're trying something else now." Yeah, you know. And that's fine because you know, like, like uh, I'm a huge Rush fan, <clears throat> yeah. And Rush has always been trying <clears throat> something else, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't, but I'm still a Rush fan, you yeah. know. And, and 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 again, in live, it's always sick. So you know, in that sense, yeah, it's just that I didn't really like kind of some of the shit that Metallica did. Yeah. You know? You know, and that, I didn't like some of the shit Rush did, too, while you're bullshitting. But, oh, it's, you know. You know, now you think about it, um, when you'd asked about, like, oh, was there that time where I was kind of starting to lose my interest? Mm -hmm. um, I think part of it was um, also when they started suing uh, oh, yeah. Nap, the whole Napster, Napster and all that. Because I was using the shit right. out of Napster. Right. And right. that was the first time, like, my my band that I loved was kind of like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But. Yeah. And you know what's funny <laughs> is that, I mean, they were right. Like, the music business has gone to shit. Yeah. Because of that reason, right? Yeah. The only thing is that they didn't realize how unpopular it was going to be that they stood up like that, or Lars did anyway. Yeah. And they didn't also didn't understand that it was already too late. Right? Yeah. So it was kind of pointless to do that. Yeah. And now I can totally tell that they realized it because literally nobody has more free content out there than Metallica does. Yeah. Like this whole last tour, they had pro shot videos of like practically every tour stop on oh, yeah. YouTube. They you still know. have them post. I get notifications about it every single day. Yeah. They, they'll have, you know, one... Pro, you know, like I said, a pro shot. Thing, yeah. And it's on their YouTube channel. Yeah. So they figured it out. It just took a while for them to yeah. figure out that, they, well, hey, the cat's out of the fucking bag. Might as well use it yeah. to, well, to you, promote. You can't beat them, join them. Yeah. And then at the same time, their initial popularity was from 
their demos yeah. and stuff getting passed around. Right. People copying it and sharing it. Right. So, so in the short term, they lost some money, but yeah. but everybody did. Everybody did. All right. So <clears throat> since we both went to the same concert and it was the last last time that we both saw Metallica together. Yeah. <clears throat> we uh, printed out the set list and uh, go over it. Uh, what did you think of the intro, how the, how the show started? First of all... Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Here you go. Okay. First of all, one thing that I noticed, and I noticed it right away, and I didn't say anything, and I really didn't say anything for a while because I wanted to process it first and see what I thought of it. Was it it's, the uh, taped intro shit? Or no. Okay. It's, it's the... Uh, the fact that Metallica was probably at least twice as loud oh, as yeah. the openers, <laughs> which I've heard of the op- of, of the headliner being a little bit louder than but the that openers. was a but this huge... was pretty noticeable. Yeah. I wasn't super into the openers to begin with, right? So it was like if they were twice as loud as Avenged Sevenfold, right? They're gonna fucking cry. Complain and about and that, right? Um, now, if you were there to see it at Van Sevenfold, you might you might yeah. be a little bummed well, who out. The, yeah, be, that's kind of fucking silly to right. go see Metallica at Pepco to see a Van right. Sevenfold. That's but. true. Unless you're a fucking big Sinister Gates fan. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, I, don't I used that. to really dig a Van Sevenfold when I was about 22, 23. I saw him like, uh, at a little small show at the sports arena when yeah. Soma would do their uh, New Year's Eve Right concert there. Yeah, they were one of the bands that were there, and I went with my the same ex girlfriend that got me that Metallica. Crystal. Album. Yeah, I went right. with her, and uh, it's gonna be the episode featuring Crystal. Yeah, I can't talk about her too much. So I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck she's up to, but <laughs> wonder. But, um, but yeah, the. Uh, yeah, that was a fucking yeah. They were definitely much louder and much clearer because right. yeah, when I saw. That was part of the, the problem is when, you know, you see Gojira and everything as it, it was like loud, but like, you know, it's metal and it's cool. Right. I couldn't fucking really hear the lyrics that well. Yeah. And so I wasn't getting into it. And there's just this thing I have. I, it's the same thing with, for me and rock music, it's like with comedy, it's when there's daylight out. Yeah. It's not it's, the same. It's not dude. the same. It's, it's totally fucking weird. So when you're seeing a band shredding and everything else, but it's like, Daylight, like it yeah. doesn't have that same yeah. vibe to it. So totally. when Metallica finally comes on and it's after dark and it's fucking cranked up, it's yeah. like now the concert is now that it's starting. It's starting that other thing was something else, and now we, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. But um, okay, so Hardwired, they, that was the first thing they played. Yeah, right. That was right. So to me, that those were like. Kind of the warm-up songs. Well, I mean, they they the, from what I've seen, the last time I saw them, they open with a couple of songs off the new album, right? So, so they're right. kind of they're getting like, hey, this is obviously you know, and Hardwired was their first song off the album they played live, period, right? And it became like that the intro song for every fucking stop on that tour right and that one's probably going to make itself into the rotation because i imagine so yeah it's a it's to the point it's like yeah. what four minutes it's just bam right, right to the point 
There's no fat on it at all. Right. So that's a really good show opener. Right. Just on its own. Now, the cool thing that I'll say is that, you know, I mean, obviously when a band is touring, they want to sell their new record. Yeah. That's cool. Um, how many songs for a new record on here? Uh, there said? are five for okay. Now, five is, to me, in my opinion, not excessive. Yeah. It's right there. It's a lot. Yeah. Right? But it's not excessive. Because I've oh. seen Iron Maiden play their whole album. Yeah, I was going to say, you know? Maiden is notorious for that shit. Yeah. They, it's like, you get the whole new album and maybe a couple of Right. Hits. And then next tour, they'll play the hits. But yeah. this, this tour, we're going to play the album. Which is cool if you're that super fan that fucking already knows yeah. the album by the time that they can't come around. But you know? if you want to hear the hits, you right. want to hear the fucking hits. Right. So this and is a good... Um, I a think, good middle ground. I think they did a really good mix of, you know, mixing in the new shit with the old shit. And, right. Um, so that they didn't play for this for this show. They didn't play anything off uh, Load and Reload. Right. Um, which is OK with me. You know, because usually I mean, that's the thing is um, Memory Remains is usually kind of a tour staple. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, get yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. crowd singing along. Right. But and they played it on that on that tour. They yeah, just that was another thing too on this tour that different venues got different sounds. Yeah, they mixed shit up. That was interesting. Like you, Most you know, bands don't do that very yeah. uh, anymore. They used to all the time, but not so much anymore. So then we got into the meat of the. Well, to me, once they got once they started playing like "For Whom the Bell Tolls," "Creeping Death," that's my shit. That you was know, pretty, and, that was "Creeping Death" was literally. I think I bought a ticket for that because um, when I saw them back uh, when they are touring for Death Magnetic, they didn't play Creeping Death. Yeah. Creeping Death is my favorite Metallica song. Right. So I went into that show and I had a blast, but, but something was they missing. didn't play my favorite fucking song. Right. So I was like, Ugh! Yeah. It's like, it's like you get to fuck a hot chick, but you don't get to finish or something. Yeah, something. But, like, but this one, not only did they play it, like I kind of went down the line when I was like during the show. They played like my top four songs. Like they, you know, they played Creeping Death. They played Fade to Black. Right. Which they didn't play Fade to Black at the last show I was right. at either. Yeah. Um, For Whom the Bell Tolls. They played fucking Whiplash on this one. Yeah. And Whiplash is like one of my all time favorites right. as well. So right. it was like they hit all the songs that I've been wanting to see live. So that, yeah, it so, worked out perfect. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. That's cool. Uh, one of the things that that trips me out about and it and it tripped me out on this on this one particularly was that you don't hardly ever see a band anymore or ever I mean ever that just doesn't have any amps on the stage you know yeah. there's no amps on the stage there's no pedals on the stage there's nothing like that on the stage yeah and uh, I was just like okay I was waiting for for one of Kirk's first like Heavy wah solos, <laughs> and he's just walking around, and there must there's somebody back there somewhere with their foot on a wall, but it's not him. Yeah, right. So that was weird, and I didn't know what to think of it because, like, the wah is considered like an expression pedal. Yeah. To where it's you, you know that that's your groove and whatever. Yeah. Having somebody else do it for you, I don't know, but I guess it's just the nature of the beast because. Yeah. They can't have like this whole empty stage and then just have Kirk have his amp and his pedal board. Yeah, you know that that would be. But I, I guess it's just part of the new shit. Yeah. Part you know uh, 
whatever. It's cool. Um, I really dug the uh, the screens, the you know the the yeah. visuals of the show. The they they the whole. I mean, Petco is obviously a, a rad stadium. Yeah. So. Um, so they had like the you know those little strips yeah. that were on fire and stuff. It was really like they had some cool, yeah. Yeah, they killed it yeah. as far as as far as the look and shit of the show. So uh, what did you think of uh, the uh, the big uh, drum moment of the <laughs> of the concert? Oh yeah, when they all of a sudden they're beating on like these big ass yeah. Japanese drums and it in was the middle of uh, uh, was that, now that we're dead, that's yeah. why I had this big drum breakdown with everybody on a giant fucking drum. Yeah. It says here, uh, with extended middle drum and more. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the sentence said. And more. And more. Yeah, there was What did you and think more. of the and more yeah. of that? Oh, man, it was weird, but it was cool. It was, it was different. Like... And then when when stuff like that happens, I take my cue from the civilians, you know. Uh-huh. And Lonnie loved it. Lonnie yeah. was like, "Oh, that was so cool what they did with the drums." And I was like, "Okay, then okay. there it is. If, it was cool." If you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah, babe. yeah. I had um. no idea what was going on, <laughs> you know. I thought it was cute. Yeah, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, Metallica. Sometimes they can be fucking corny, mm-hmm. and I think it was more corny than cool. Yeah. But people were into it. Right. Like, I didn't, you know, I I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, oh, shit, I heard Metallica play some big fucking drums. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they're all, like, dancing right. around and having a good time with it. But if they're having fun, fuck right. it, who am I? Like, nobody, I, like, it's not like anybody's like, boo. Right. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, it was, so, like, it was all right. Whereas... <laughs> as I have actually seen a thing like that when um, David Lee Roth came solo, uh-huh. right? And he had this drummer, Greg Bissonette, who's like a really, really famous session drummer. Yeah. Not that famous in the in the heavy metal world, but great drummer. And he, and during his solo, Dave busted out like a little, like almost like a little kid's drum set <laughs> and was kind of like mimicking what, he was doing yeah. in his solo, and that was some of the coolest shit I ever seen. That <laughs> shit was just, but you know, that's Dave yeah. and Dave. That's Dave. You go. Cool. You expect. Yeah, you know, Dave can make any stupid fucking thing seem kind of cool. Yeah. So. Then, so yeah. So I don't know, not not so much now. But. So all in all, yeah, probably not now. Now, yeah, whatever. But uh, but now, um, but yeah. So the drum thing was cool. There was also the guitar bass. Um, Interlude, the little jam, they yeah, did, that they had. They played which, like, yeah, uh, they played. Uh, I disappear. Yeah, uh, the riff for that. Yeah, and, and and in different places they did different things because I've seen the videos of different oh, yeah. places. I've seen them do like freak out. Yeah, and, uh, and so some of them were kind of cooler than the one we got, but it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. I dug, I dug the uh, the fact that it was kind of the two outsiders of the band yeah. and it was their time their yeah. moment that was cool yeah, they jam and I think if I recall that led into uh, Rob playing um, at least the first oh bit yeah, 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 yeah 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 so then I thought that was sick um, it's cool seeing that played live again right um, 
and they do it with like reverence to right. Cliff. It's yeah. not him trying to ape Cliff. No, it's not a you know, it's not no. a Tommy and Kiss thing. Right, yeah. it's them paying tribute to their right. to their fallen friend. Yeah, you know, and you got a guy up there like playing his signature solo. Yeah, and yeah, and that, and you know, and that, and that's another thing too because like um, I know a lot of dudes that new cliff you know that yeah. we're touring at the same time and and i'm sure that rob new cliff you know yeah. being different bands but still you know and uh and f- from what all those dudes have always said to me everybody loved cliff yeah. so it so it's uh is you know a nice tribute and uh and cool man that they still you know um they still prop him up as, you know, a, a big part of the history of the band yeah. because, you know, he is a huge part of the history of the band. Uh, all right. So, they finished strong. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, on that, like, to me, once once they hit Whiplash, I was like, fuck. That, that was the highlight of the show for me. Yeah. You know, because those, that's the shit that I, you know. And, um, and then... The uh, the TV songs, that's what I would, co- would call like the TV songs. yeah, oh. sad but true and one unforgiven yeah, yeah. Uh, those are like TV songs, cool because I like that shit yeah. you know uh, to me to me like a band like Metallica was cool because even when they were trying to go a little bit poppy, they had so far to go. Yeah. That it wasn't really poppy at all. Yeah. It would have been poppy for some other fucking, for some other shit. Yeah. But for them, it was like, it was still heavy. Oh, that poppy was, shit was still heavy as fuck. It was still some of the heaviest shit on the radio. Right. So, so yeah, man. Um, yep. Uh, the encores, fight fire with fire, nothing else matters, and, and enter Sandman, yeah. which I, which to, which enter Sandman, I guess, it's it's probably their most popular song, right? No, it's easily their biggest, yeah. biggest their biggest hit. hit. Yeah. yeah. So so at the time, I like you know that was one of the songs that we did make a little bit of fun of. It was <laughs> like a little, it was a little uh, nursery rhymey and a little, you know, it was a little oh I'm scared to go to sleep. And we were tweakers at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was ten, so yeah. I kind of was like, ooh, this is creepy. Yeah. See, but, that's uh, and that's what it was supposed to be, you know. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I thought it was a great show. My, my girl was impressed, you know, Roy loved it, you know, it's still, it's probably one of his favorite concerts he's ever been to. I'd say probably almost a flawless set list. Um, I'm not, I, even back like in the day, like when I was a teenager and stuff, uh, wherever Rime Rome wasn't Mm -hmm. really my favorite favorite Metallica right. song. Yeah, it's, no. It's, kind of, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's But it doesn't, like, really excite me. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they played that, I'm like, oh, cool. They're playing Wherever I May Roam from yeah. the Black Album. Me, right. like, probably my second least favorite song right. on that album. Right. Um, but, uh... But all in all... All in all, I, I think, despite the fact I had, like, nosebleed seats, I enjoyed that show more than the last time I Ooh. saw him. And I had front row for that just because I liked, I liked the shit off of the, you know, the new album more than I liked the shit off their album at the time. Right. Um, I liked the, the set list a bit more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not to say, I mean, they played some stuff I didn't anticipate right. when I saw them uh, in 08. Like, they played um, uh, No Remorse. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was because, like, a Make-A-Wish kid... Uh, like, so like they from they made they met up with some make a make a wish kid from San Diego, and he uh, asked he, them to play No Remorse. And so they played it. That's yeah. cool. And uh, that was a sick one. And they played like uh, the Misfits covered Die Die My Darling when I had seen him there. Right. And uh, so I didn't expect to hear that one. Right. So that was fun. But yeah, when it's like. What you know? Anytime a new album comes out, some shit that's like kind of like the must hears kind of has to get phased out for a minute. Mm-hmm. So when they didn't play "Creeping Death," and that's like a concert staple for them, usually right. it was a little bit like no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't play "Fade to Black" because you know they, they're you know they had you know the day that never ends off of that album that was very similar in structure. To right, Black, so right. It'd be too repetitive. Yeah. That's the thing, man. I mean, when you're when you're been around that long, you're never gonna put together a set list that please everyone. No, you know? not at all. I mean, like even like when we saw Sabbath, it was like basically those were the songs that they had to play. Yeah, and a few others, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they, they didn't was, have much leeway. That was their and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the and more. Yeah. But uh, that was, yeah. I mean, Sabbath was sick, but yeah, yeah. it's the same. Same, same set you've seen, you know. Yeah, pretty it, much. It's there were not a whole no lot of real vari- surprises. Not a lot of variation in the Black right. Sabbath set towards the end. There, right. It's the same thing on Reunion, which was the same thing on We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. Right. Which is- <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing that I wanted to put out there, and we'll probably end with this, is, um, you know, different things happen within different bands and people's lives and all that kind of shit and you know I've been through a bunch of that kind of same shit and one of the things that I was happy about was how well Kirk was playing yeah because he had been having some struggles and people said he was drinking too much yeah that that might have been it and playing sloppy and not caring or whatever yeah well, not this time, man. He was shredding. He was yeah. on fire. He was. He had a real, real, real good set, and I, I saw that um, as we as we watched it. Yeah. And then I, I went back and saw some videos of some other performances from that same tour, and yeah, it was on. He point. was yeah. on point. So that was. I think because we were in different sections. Yeah. Uh, I think I even remember I texted you yeah. at one point and said, "Dude, Kirk sounds fucking great." Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, "Fuck yeah, he does." Yeah, he does. <laughs> and so, he was on point with all everything. Right. So. So basically, Metallica, we love them. Uh, we love them even when we hate them. Yep, they wandered <laughs> off course for a bit, but now they're back and glad to have them. And I, I'm down to see them when they come again. I, I would see them again in a heartbeat. I'm looking forward to whenever they crank out another album yep. because they've had a couple of real fucking good ones in a row, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, see, so. this one, I'll be back to, to picking it up the day it comes out, probably. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty Which much. I hadn't been on that program for a while. Yeah, that was... Pretty much, uh, that's. I think that's what I'm on on that too. Like I, yep. I I got I got the last two albums day of. Right. Now I think about it. Yeah. Cool. I, uh, I think I had even the la- the the most recent one. 
uh, hardware. I think I actually I ordered that. I pre-ordered it on Amazon, so it was delivered to my house. Oh wow! The day it came out, so I didn't have to go to the record store anymore because those aren't barely a thing. Right? Yeah. No. But uh, surely not. You know, I got my mail and bam, bam there put it was. That shit in and was rocking out go. to that while I was cleaning the house. All right. <laughs> because I'm a grown up. All right, so that is our episode on Metallica. Next week on the Hit the Light podcast, we'll be talking about one of our also favorite bands, Van Halen. The Mighty Van Halen. Mighty Van Halen. So, until the next one, this is Big Frog and... This is uh, Mike with a Jizzy Castleberry. So much jizz. (laughs) So much jizz. Until the next one, we're out. All right, bye-bye.